Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to this week's audio version of the uh, blog Off Grid and Ignorant in Portugal. You can find that uh, on Tinterweb and check out the photos and links. Uh, this week, the um, dispatch is called Second Summer, a week which turned from wine into water. Our path is a little treacherous, steep and with lots of places to slip and fall, but the further we go down, the smaller the drop becomes and the less chance we have of plunging to our deaths. The recent rain has slid in some complications, as I explained last week, but the route is still navigable and we're confident that reaching the destination is worth the difficult journey. And thanks to St Martin, this week we took this metaphor literally, packed a picnic and scrambled a tricky track down the cliffs to the beach to enjoy some warm weather and a dip in the ocean before colder weather comes along. Virão de São Martinho, St Martin's summer, arrives in mid-November and is fast becoming one of our favourite times of the year. It's when the Talia Amphoraia opened, the first new wines of the year begin to trickle out, when chestnuts are ready to be roasted, and when temperatures in the mid-twenties give us the chance to gloat, just a little, about where we live and why we're doing all this. I've written before about St Martin's progression from plain old Hungarian Martin to patron saint of the poor, of tailors, winemakers and curiously both soldiers and conscientious objectors. Oh, and of France. There's a Portuguese saying, Esta é a minha praia, meaning that's my beach, but also meaning that's my thing. And this is definitely our beach. I'm talking about a photograph of the birthday beach, and it's one of the most beautiful spots along this wonderfully wild coast, if not always the easiest to access. Anna dusted off her summer sandwich-making skills, Daniel threw in some hot tamales, and after a sip of beer and a glass of wine, we dived into the waves and all agreed the water really wasn't cold, although we didn't linger too long. For the dogs, it was the end of an excellent week, as Simon celebrated his 12th birthday and Garfunkel enjoyed their joint celebration through meats, treats, some dried chicken and a lot of fussing. And it was also a great week for us that began in Villa de Fradish with a feast of wine tastings, fabulous food, music and friends and ended with water coming out of a tap at the bottom of our valley. We love inland Alentejo and it was only the coastal climate and of course the beaches that kept us from moving to the winelands when we first drew a line around Alentejo to find our new home. We'd been planning the two-hour trip to the November 11th opening of the Talia's Wine Weekend since November the 12th last year, and this time managed to persuade our friends Niels and Sibylla to join us. Talia wine has its own official classification in Portugal, and to qualify, it has to stay in its fermenting clay pots until St Martin's Day. That's when the celebrations begin. The taps are hammered in, the songs are sung, the chestnuts and the pigs are roasted, and the wines are sampled. And boy, were they sampled. Thanks to the amazing Mauro Azoya and Rita, and the generosity of Hamilton Reich and the guys from 26 Talias, and the Racine Amphora Day, we had the most wonderful weekend. 
There's an amazing energy among Portugal's winemakers, and we were lucky to dip into it for a weekend and meet many of the industry's powerhouses, like Hugo Mendes, Gonzalo Patroquim, Mariana Siqueira, and many more from Portugal, the US, the UK, and beyond. Niels showcased his Syrah, to the delight of the visiting American wine journalists, and somehow we both managed to get interviewed for Portuguese telly. But our adventure to Cuba, Villa de Fradesh, Vidigueira and Villa Alva began by visiting a weaving mill to choose the oversized headboards for the new lodge bedrooms. We've been to Fabrical a few times to watch the traditional looms in action, ponder what to order and also to record for the podcast. But this was the now-we-know-what-we-want pressure trip. Anna's eye for colour and style took the lead, and I think we've chosen well. We bookended the weekend with an amazing late lunch at Quinta de Quetzal, and then dipped into Justino Damas Winery, where we stumbled across some traditional Canta Alentejano singing last year. The guys seemed to be winding down after a hectic weekend, but when Anna played them the video she'd filmed last year, they sparked straight up into song once again. Next thing, passers-by were joining in, and it was a proper song-off. I even joined in, albeit a little timidly. Do go to the website to watch the video. But it's not all been fine wines and song this week. We also used the good weather to get in amongst it and push a couple of neglected parts of our project. Not surprisingly, there was no sign of the polished concrete floor guys who'd abandoned ship over a labour dispute. But we are reliably informed they will be back in another week to finish the job and clean up the concrete poop slash art installation, which is still decorating the front of our land. Whilst awaiting their return, we focused on water. With six kilometres of plastic pipes delivered from the factory, Cristiano Santos and his brother Eduardo turned up to lay a couple of kilometres from the irrigation canal to the bottom of the valley, where gravity just about delivers it. They wanted to run pipes along the river, but I thought the bank would be a better option, so got up nice and early to strim down some brambles and make a path for them to run routes for both us and our neighbour Daniel. It all happened a bit quicker than we expected, and a bit too quickly for us to give timely heads up to the neighbours, who were gracious about our lack of communication. There's something wonderfully reassuring about having a pipe at the bottom of the valley with a tap to turn on water. One small step for Cristiano, but one huge leap for our kind. Our dilution over treatment approach to turning mineral salted water into drinking water involves two 200,000 litre pillow tanks, one for the canal water and the other for rainwater, which we'll collect. That involves levelling two 180 square metre areas and laying 10 centimetres of sand on top before the pillow tanks can be installed. It also involves installing other tanks for collecting and pumping the water up the hill. Enter Charles Days, a.k.a. Carlos Diesch, with his digger and levelling laser. And apart from being excellently distracted working wonders on Daniel's land, everything is just about ready. An expensive week of paying for tanks and pipes pushed me to go through the finances again to make sure all is well. Surprisingly, things are still broadly on track and on budget, 
barring the occasional surprise from the builder, to give us something to argue about this week. St Martin's summer has dried the building site up nicely. Let's hope the concrete guys can come back before the forecast changes. But the path is still slippy and treacherous in places, and no doubt there are plenty of potholes a little further down the road. But we are still heading broadly in the right direction. Life in Portugal is definitely our beach, especially when we're on our beach. Thanks for listening. Uh, do go on the website and look at all the links and photos and stuff, and I'll see you next time.